Welcome to the Fierce Mothers podcast, where we help black and brown women find guidance and inspiration every week. We are so excited to have you listening. I'm your host, Ugochi Onyew. everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Fierce Mothers podcast. Today we're talking about another interesting topic, wellness and burnout. This is a topic that I can relate to. I I have so much to talk about on the subject, but I'll just kick it off by saying that I have a drive for getting a lot of things done. And I've also grown up in corporate America and the corporate world. And so I instinctively have learned to operate in what we would call masculine energy. I'm always sort of like setting goals, thinking about, well, how do I get things done? And I I have up until recently been driven more by the outcome than the journey. And one of those people that doesn't or never did up until recently believe I never believed in smelling the roses along the way, because to me, that was a waste of time. It's like, well, let's get to our destination. We can smell all the roses we want when we get to our destination. But, you know, we all have found, especially with COVID in the last two years and everybody sort of coming out of that, is that really what got us to this point may have served us well, but it will not get us to the next phase in our lives. And so I can typically, I can relate to having gotten to a point where I really did just feel burned out, uh, which is why the, the podcast took a break and a lot of things took a break over COVID because I was doing everything on my own and got to that point where I just couldn't do it any longer. And that's actually one of the lessons that I've learned, which I will be sharing with you is get help. Right. We, we are all driven. We're all ambitious. We're all trying to achieve our goals and get to that next level in life. And so what we tend to do, or I'll speak for myself, is think that we have to do it all ourselves. And that's the biggest fallacy and the biggest lie that we can believe, because there is no one that is successful that is successful alone. And getting help is actually a huge, huge, huge factor in avoiding burnout. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Before we do that, I do want to talk about what burnout is. So one of the things that I obviously went to the internet because Google is your friend and I want to define it just as uh, officially, and then we can kind of talk about it from my personal perspective. And also I'd love to hear your thoughts and your your tips and tricks and, 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 and ideas for avoiding burnout and really making wellness a priority in your life. So I do want to start off by defining what burnout is. And I will, again, as I always do, make resources and links to anybody that I reference available in the show notes, because a lot of research goes into bringing you uh, these topics from from information that already exists. So I want to make sure that I give credit to the original creators of the information. So here, burnout is defined as a state of physical, emotional and mental exhaustion that typically occurs as a result of working with people over long periods of time in situations that are emotionally demanding. This is the official uh, definition given by Pines, Ayala and Aronson Elliott in 1983. And the, the, the paper is titled Combating Burnout. So I want to talk about burnout in the context, not just of work, because, of course, whatever we do, whether we work in the home or outside the outside of the home, we consider that work, but also in the context of life. 
So if you look at the context of work, it can be in terms of deadlines that you have to uh, achieve or, or, or meet, whether it's self-imposed or whether it's, you know, in your daily job, there are presentations you have to create or deliverables or whatever those may look like, or meetings you have to attend or professional goals that you may have set for yourself. All these things can be bucketed under the umbrella of work. And then when you look at life, right, whether you work in the home or outside the home, family, the demands of family, of children, of of parents, of siblings, of relatives, whatever that might look like, uh, children adjusting to different things in their life. For me, a couple of years ago, it was my twins adjusting to applying to college, getting into college and adjusting to college life. Whether there may be family health challenges that you may have, members of your family who are dealing with health, health challenges, friends, right? That can come under the umbrella of life, social life, of social obligations, whether it's weddings you have to attend or or birthday parties or put obligations that you can't get out of or that you want to be a part of. Right. We would hope that you'd want to uh, be a part of social life because that's part of your life. But that is something else that comes under obligations or, or things that you have to do. Personal goals that you may be setting for yourself outside of work, whether they be fitness goals or well or um, weight loss goals or, you know, things that you may want to do, like climbing Mount Everest or running a marathon or whatever those goals may be for you, that can come under the 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 umbrella of life obligations. The reason that I call these out, and of course, there are so many others that you can kind of sit down and make a list of, is because they do, they can Right. Whether they are things that we love to do or whether they are obligations or, or professional obligations, they can, if not handled in the right way, all together combined lead to a sense of you feeling overwhelmed, starting to feel fatigued, starting to really burn out candidly. So what I want to do as we talk through uh, over the next few minutes in this episode is talk, first of all, about identifying signs of burnout. Now, all of us at some point have felt exhausted. How do we know when we are approaching burnout or if we are already in burnout? And once we've identified that, what do we do about it? And I will be talking from a personal standpoint, having been someone who has identified myself as having burned out in the past. What are some of the things that I did to come back from burnout? And what are some of the things that I do on a daily basis to make sure that I don't burn out again? Because burnout is a real threat for all of us. We're all busy. We all have goals. We're all striving to be better in our lives. Burnout is always a threat for us. And it's important for us to be able to identify it if we're already burning out and what to do about it so that we can thrive in a state of wellness on a daily basis. So there are for me, this is research that I have done. There are actually one, two, three, five uh, steps or signs of burnout. The first one is fatigue. The second is physical symptoms. And I'll be going through this in a little bit more detail. The third is cynicism or negativity. And there are actually two phases of this, of cynicism and negativity. So cynicism and negativity, phase one, cynicism and negativity, phase two. And then the last phase, the last stage or sign of burnout is in, in efficacy. So I want to talk a little bit about each of those, those stages. The first one is fatigue. So 
So people who are in the, starting to approach burnout can talk about feeling tired, even though they're getting enough sleep. So you sleep seven hours, eight hours, nine hours, you still wake up tired. People in this stage also mention that they tire easily or feel overcome by feelings of exhaustion. People feel like they just can't get enough sleep or feel like they're getting enough rest. They just can't catch up on sleep. They feel like they are overstretched or overwhelmed by the amount of work that they have. Now, fatigue and exhaustion can also manifest in other ways. So it's important to look for signs such as lack of energy for tasks that require emotional or physical input. You find yourself saying, you know what? I just can't deal with that right now. That's not a, that's not a job for right now. I can't, I can't deal with it. I'll deal with it later. Lack of motivation for work-related tasks. So even everyday tasks, right? So procrastination is a huge one. I've been there. So I know this, right? I have a deliverable. I have a presentation I have to prepare that's due maybe Friday and today's Tuesday. I really should sit down today and work on it, but I, I just can't face it. I'll wait till Thursday. So you're pushing things off, things that require uh, energy. You're just pushing them off. And this is everyday tasks, even things like laundry, as, as trivial as that may seem. You know what? I, I'll do the laundry tomorrow. You know, I'll, I'll do that tomorrow. I just can't deal with it now. You find yourself pushing, pushing everyday tasks, tasks that should be tasks that you complete on a daily basis, pushing them off. That's a red flag. It's important to identify that. And I want to really sort of say that it, it, it's not judgment. It's not me sort of saying, telling you what to do. These are things that I have done. I've been through this. So I know, and I'm sharing this with you to just be aware of, or a huge amount of effort is needed to complete tasks that, you wouldn't have thought anything of before, whether it's folding clothes. Oh my gosh. Ah, I got to fold these clothes. Of course, nobody loves folding laundry. At least, I don't know, maybe you do. I don't, but it, it just becomes to a point where something that should just be, okay, let's just get it done becomes something that just, you need to really wind yourself up just to do. I think that's important to identify. Physical symptoms such as headaches. You start to get more headaches. Why do I have a headache? Again, I've had this headache for a few days now. I think you should document it. It may not be that you're burned out, but it's important to identify and document things like digestive complications where you start to have a tummy ache or you feel the sense of dread in the pit of your stomach and it affects your digestive system. Muscle tension where you constantly have feel like you're achy, your body aches, you need a massage. Of course, we all have times where we want to get a massage because we feel achy, but this becomes something that's a regular occurrence. Another thing that's important to note is your blood pressure. Are you tracking your blood pressure and is it rising? I think it's important to note that if it is, you should. it's a red flag and you should identify. These are things I'm telling you so that you can do these quick assessments um, at your own pace. Now, as we're moving from fatigue to physical symptoms, you're starting to feel this is this is this is stage one feelings of cynicism or negativity towards work or towards your everyday life. Now, this is stage one of that. And this second system, th this symptom is part of a two part process. Uh, and, and this is research which I'll make available. Maslach and Jackson, 1981, reported that employees, this is in the context of work, who are experiencing burnout initially, this is stage one now, try to distance themselves from their work. 
So they take longer to respond to work requests like an email, whereas before you could respond to it within an hour or two. And we'll talk about whether or not you should be responding to every email that comes up because that can lead to burnout too. That's not what I'm talking about. Whether it's a, an email you should be responding to, but you're finding yourself pushing it away and you're responding, taking you longer, I'm using emails as an example, it's taking you longer to respond to emails. You're going into the office less frequently. Maybe you have a hybrid model for when you can go into the office. You can work from home when you want. You can go in when you want. Perhaps previously you'd like to go into the office because you found that you could work more efficiently or you could see colleagues and talk to them and have that engagement. You find yourself now not wanting to go into the office and you're working more from home. That's an example. I work from remote, I work remotely 100% of the time. So this example doesn't apply to me. So it's not a one size fits all. You know yourself, right? And you know what your symptoms are or you're less concerned with work. Now, this is stage one, and this is in the context of work, but this article says that if left unchecked, the second step of burnout is activated. So while you're in stage one and you're starting to notice these symptoms, this is when it's critical for you to be proactive and really start to take steps to make sure you don't move into step two, where burnout becomes even unchecked, where it becomes worse. And at this point, employees in the context of work now, but in the context of your work, whatever it is work is for you, start to develop real feelings of negativity and cynicism. So in this first step where you can still be proactive, you may find that you're scaling back on your responsibilities. You're taking some more me time. Me time is important. I'm not saying me time is bad. It's actually critical, but we all know, right? So maybe it's an hour for lunch now moves to two hours. Oh, now to three. Oh, I'll do that tomorrow, right? That's not what I'm talking about in terms of me time, which is a good thing, but in terms of procrastination where lunch should take an hour and now stretch to two or three because you just can't place going back to work that's not a good thing and we need to we need to really identify and address that I'm talking from experience here, cutting down on your workload to where you're doing the bare minimum to get away to that you can get away with. So these actions is not indicative necessarily of burnout yet. And in fact, identifying this is, is you really being self-aware and taking action to appropriate to appropriately address your stress. So this is a good thing. So at this point, identifying these things, these actions are actually self-protective. It's your way of maybe subconsciously protecting yourself from moving into full-blown burnout. But it's important to identify at this stage, and we'll talk about steps you can take, so that you don't go into full burnout. Now, at step two, however, the symptoms at this stage of your negativity and your cynicism are more concerning and shows that the steps that you may have tried to take in the first step were not, were not sufficient. Things like feeling disheartened, things like feeling discontent or disillusioned completely with work, losing interest completely in your work, feeling unhappy with your accomplishments. So no matter what you accomplish, you have this sense of, it doesn't matter. Nothing I do matters, right? That's a concern. That's when you know you're really burnt out, <laughs> where you just don't care anymore. You're disillusioned. You're disconnected. You're disheartened. You're discouraged. There's a, there's a sense of nothing makes sense. There's no point to it all. 
that's in when you're really in full burnout. I think it's important to identify. So I've taken a few steps to talk about some of the steps to um, getting to burnout. The last one is feelings of in inefficacy, where you have um, you're now producing poor quality work, where you feel poorly suited to your job, where you feel like you don't deserve the accomplishments that you've accomplished. These are extreme examples, but it's important to call them out because it is a, it is a journey to full blown burnout. Thankfully, I didn't get there, but I did get to stage one of where I felt like. I just couldn't do it anymore. And I had to severely cut back on some of the, the the things that were easy for me to do before became really difficult. And I had to really cut down and really, really become very intentional about what I spent my time on because I just couldn't do it all anymore. So what had served me up until a particular point, being the person who gets things done, who can do so many things, how do you do it all was a question I heard over and over again to getting to a point where like, I couldn't do it all anymore. And I had to severely scale back and really be intentional about the things that I spent my time on. So with that said, again, remember, we are scratching the surface of a lot of these topics. I really want to hear from you on areas that you want us to dig really deep into and, and guess that we can come on the show to really sort of delve into these topics a little bit more. But what can we do, right? What can we do when we feel like we are starting to burn out or we feel like we just need a break. How do we really start to get intentional about what we spend our time on and how do we get become intentional about our wellness, about refreshing ourselves if we're already burned out or preventing ourselves from becoming burned out? And how do we take these tips into our everyday lives so that we can thrive and, uh, and, and live life from a state of wellness? So some of these things are tips. Remember, what works for me may not necessarily work for you, but at least what I'm hoping it will do is get you on that journey to start to think about things that you can do for yourself and really start to spark ideas of things you can do. Now, one thing you may want to consider if you're really burned out is taking time off. Let's just be real. If you can, of course, everybody's circumstances are different. It may not just be, this may not be a week of paid time off. It may not just be a week of vacation on the beach. We may need longer. It may be a leave of absence even. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just telling you to consider because not all of us are in a position where we can take that leave of absence, but it may be something to consider if you've just gotten to the point where you just need a break. Think about whether a week on the beach will really do it for you or whether you need a longer time. So that's something to really just consider. Another thing that I, I have found has really helped me significantly from a very sort of high level um, holistic standpoint is coming back to my why. Coming back to what is my purpose. And I know it sounds kind of vague, but, but for each person that will make sense. What is your why? Why even bother getting out of bed? What are you hoping is your reason for being? What, what, is, what do you identify as your reason for being? What are you hoping will be your legacy? The, the, the result of you having walked the face of the earth? It, it's, it's, a, it's a big question, but it's important because for me, it really helped me to pause and get very intentional. We talked about goal setting in another episode, but really start to eliminate the things in my life that really don't feed into my why. 
And with that, you know, we talked about in the when, in the episode on goal setting, we talked about the Stephen Covey's four quadrants or the uh, Eisenhower box where we identify the four things, the urgent and the important, the important but not urgent, the urgent but not important, and the not urgent and not important. Through the frame of reference from a personal standpoint, I started to filter the things in my life based on those quadrants. And if it's not important and not urgent, it needs to go because it's not serving me, it's not helping me, and it's busy work that's leading me to be burned out and overwhelmed. And starting to keep an up-to-date calendar of things that needed to be done, falling into those four quadrants, things like personal appointments, things like deliverables that needed to be done for work, things like social obligations, really making sure that your calendar is up to date and scheduling blocks of time for just thinking, for planning, for strategizing in that quadrant too. The not urgent, but important. You need to block out time for your goals, for your priorities, for your long-term st strategy, making sure that you're, you're blocking out time to take care of that. That helped to kind of take away the stress of just going and going and going, having blocks of time to recharge, scheduling time on your calendar for lunch. I'm not scheduling any time here. This is the time I take for lunch. This is the time I take to work out or stretch or get my steps in or whatever I need to recharge. Being very intentional about scheduling time on your calendar for that. Prioritizing self-care, nutrition, sleep, exercise, Gratitude. I read somewhere and I'll try to find out what the source was so that I'm giving credit to the correct source, that gratitude and anxiety cannot coexist. It's impossible to feel anxious and grateful at the same time because your energy and the way that your brain works is it focuses on one or the other. So if you find yourself feeling overwhelmed and anxious, Take out your pen and paper and start to think about the things that you're grateful for. In that moment, it may be short term, but in that moment, you can't be anxious because you're focusing on the things that you're grateful for. Make gratitude a practice. It really starts to re-energize you, make life worth you focusing on the right things for, if that makes sense. It really just helps to reset and set those realistic goals. We talked about goal setting before, and I think these go hand in hand. Goal setting and eliminating things from your life that shouldn't be there really help you to avoid burnout and really help you to avoid everything falling into the urgent and the now. And when people sort of ping you and say, I need this done now. Well, it may be urgent for you, but it's not urgent for me. And yes, I'll get to it, but it's not going to be, it's not going to be in the quadrant where I, everything is urgent and everything is important. I'm going to put it here so I can focus on it when I can focus on it and when I can get to it. I think what is hugely important for all of us is to be able to extend personal grace to ourselves, extend the same grace to yourself that you would extend to other people that you love is so important. Everything on your to-do list is not going to get done in a day. There are things that are not going to get done and that's okay. Tomorrow is another day. We'll tackle it tomorrow. I think it's hugely important to be able to extend grace to ourselves. With that, there are a couple of other things that I want to say as we wrap up. 
Um, you know, so we talked about sticking to your why. What is your mission, your personal mission statement? It is it is personal to you. Why do you do what you do? What is your North Star? Really keeping that at the forefront of everything that you filter into your quadrants, using that as a filter for all your activities will really help to avoid you being overwhelmed avoid you having to tackle everything all at once, avoiding burnout and really sort of making sure that you're taking time and applying grace to your life. For me, we talked about prioritizing Stephen Covey's four quadrants. That's important. For me, I have a self-care, you know, as we're talking about the four quadrants, it's a four quadrant, but for me, it's a self-care four quadrant. And in it, it I divide prayer, a spiritual practice, exercise, nutrition, and sleep. And that for me, there's no such thing, honestly, as balance, but that for me is the closest thing I can, the closest way I can come to balance. If all of those four things are in check, if I'm maintaining my prayer, spiritual practice, if I'm exercising, moving my body in the way that makes sense that I enjoy, it doesn't have to be burning out or running, you know, 10 miles a day or whatever, been there, done that whether it's just walking, getting outside for fresh air, whether it's finding something, strength training for 10 minutes, whatever exercise is for you, moving your body the way that it was designed, getting enough rest. I cannot overemphasize the importance of sleep because when you sleep, you're recharging everything, all your systems. This is just Gochi talking, not as a sleep expert, but just personally, you you can you can wake up in the morning and have a different perspective on something having had a good night's sleep than you did the night before when you were tired it's so important and then the last thing obviously is eating right because that fuels your engine and it, you if you start to think of yourself as an engine and making sure that you are maintaining your engine the best way possible that will really help so that four quadrant self care quadrant is hugely important for me it might be for you as well and with that, I want to say thank you. This is an area, again, we're scratching the surface, but this is an area that I will be revisiting again and again because it's hugely important. It helps us to thrive and be the best that we can be, making sure that we are thriving, making sure that we are making well-being a priority and making sure that we are avoiding burnout identifying when we are starting to approach burnout and taking proactive actions to avoid it. I hope this was beneficial. Please let me know what your thoughts are. I always want to hear from you. This is a community. I take what your suggestions and your thoughts and your tips and your ideas into consideration as we, we uh, build out this podcast and more episodes. So I would love to hear from you. Thank you for listening and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode. What was your main takeaway from this episode? What did you like? What, in your opinion, are some ways that we could improve? I want to hear from you. You can reach me at ugochi at fiercemothers.com. To learn more about Fierce Mothers, please visit our website at fiercemothers.com and join our mailing list for our weekly newsletter. The newsletter provides powerful tips and inspiration for life. Please remember to like and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. 
Please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Fierce Mothers. Follow me on LinkedIn at Ugochi Onyewu. We are building an engaged community of fierce mothers. So please tell your friends about the show. See you next week. Thank you.